Good morning, good evening, whatever time it is on this beautiful planet. It is time for another Trigger Proof Transmission inspired by one of the members of our community named Jenny, Jenny Mercury, uh, very vulnerably posted uh, in the group. There's been a couple of posts and I wanted to put it all together with a transmission to answer you. Uh, very vulnerably, Jenny, I wanted to acknowledge you for your vulnerability and your authenticity in sharing. I can feel the incredible amount of pain that you're in. It's really emanating from your, your share. Um, let me actually read it um, out loud so that you have some context over what's going on so that I can answer it and then... Uh, um, give you my two cents. I mean, you're here for a reason. And uh, this community, almost 7,000 people now in the recording of this on the 14th of June in 2021. So it's growing by at least 100 people uh, a day. Uh, so my job as a moderator is getting even more challenging to make sure that somebody who has a genuine issue like yourself, Jenny, or anyone with a genuine issue. And when I say genuine, it's not just like, help, I need someone to rescue me. It's, the, the, this is what's genuine about it, is that there's a story that's not completely like uh, a one-sided story. Uh, there's the pain, but then there's also a, uh, a specification of what you'd love to ideally create, the outcome that you want. So it, it, if you're listening and you're brand new to the community, welcome. I want you to look at and use this share as an example. Because if you ask an amazing question like this and it doesn't come from a place of like wanting to, like I think my, like one of one person, I think it was Joy Joy, she put, posts up, I think my boyfriend's gaslighting me. We have problems with communication, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, um, what do you think I should do? Do you guys, does anyone else have this problem? And then now the fucking cavalry comes in of people. Oh, he's a narc. He's this. Ah, with tons of exclamation points. And without knowing the backstory, everybody just bleeds, fucking bleeds their own, projects their own shit onto the person's situation. And it's not... Um, uh, it's not very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Objective. It's completely subjective. It's all your own shit. And it turned out, I got into a couple of uh, heated discussions with some people going, slow down. Don't just offset, don't just uh, dismiss him for being a narcissist. Gaslighting. It turned out he wasn't gaslighting. It turned out he had a brain injury. It turned out when you have a brain injury, you can't communicate properly because your prefrontal cortex has been affected. This is where our communication is. So putting our thoughts to words becomes very difficult, especially when you've had a brain injury. So he wasn't gaslighting her. She was gaslighting him. And everybody's, everybody was throwing their two cents in, putting their own story in it. So beware when you ask for advice in this community. You want to ask... A genuine question and and listen to how Jenny asks this question because she's really going for the outcome because now that she's talked about the outcome now that I know what the outcome is I can easily help guide you my name if you if you're new here welcome my name is Dr. Nima Romani 
retired chiropractor and now interpersonal trauma specialist. I help people heal intergenerational trauma, family dynamics, uh, codependent relationships by going inward and from a somatic basis, from a heal attachment wounds. Basically, the name of the game is healing our attachment wounds. If you have a question, the answer nine times out of 10 is heal your attachment traumas. And I'm gonna show you how, so really pay attention. Here's the question. Jenny says, thank you for having me here. I'm a mother of two young children. I've been married for four years to my best friend of 11 years. We've had our shares of ups and downs. The week of our anniversary, he tells me he's no longer in love. I'm triggered by, triggered by every feeling of abandonment and feeling worthless, which is totally understandable, by the way. We tried to work things out, only to find out he cheated on me during that time. We're going to counseling together, and three times I've been lied to about the extent of his relationship with this 19-year-old girl, so a teenager. The person I once knew doesn't seem like the same person anymore. He hasn't even thought about how his any decisions will affect myself or the children. My heart goes out to you. Uh, I have perhaps foolishly given one last chance till the end of September to try and work things out. In this time, I have also gone to individual therapy. Now pay attention to this. They tried me on Buspar, which is a medication, and now want me to try Clonopin which is, uh, I believe, a very powerful um, uh, anti-anxiety. I don't want to medicate to get through this time. Absolutely, by the way, I'm going to interrupt and say, follow your intuition. And this is why when people are like, they call it evidence-based. Listen, when you're going through an attachment trauma, I just want to jump in and get get in the way here. When you're going through an attachment trauma like a breakup, you should feel like shit. If you go do therapy and they give you medications for an attachment trauma, red flags. This is not cool. <laughs> I'm not going to I can't tell you. I'm not licensed to tell you to stop taking anything. All I'm telling you is it's the biggest invalidation of your feelings when you're sad because of an attachment wound, because of grief. You don't have a medical illness. You don't have a diagnosable illness that you need drug therapy for. That is so the exact opposite. This is why I tell people when people are like, oh, do you go see your doctor for that? I'm like, what do you expect when you go to a, ther when you go to a med medical therapist, when you go to a psychiatrist? What do you expect? This is an attachment wound and they're treating it with medication and I believe that is that's mal I believe that's malpractice. To me it is, but that's just how the system is. I'm trying to help people get out of the system. So if you understand, if you want to really learn how to heal, stay the fuck away from medical doctors when it comes to emotional issues. They Unless you're like suicidal and you need like you need to be medicated just to keep you your head above the water, but only for a small short window to get yourself out, of course. But when you go to medicine and they put you on these drugs, you're tinkering with your brain, dealing with an attachment trauma. You're supposed to feel like shit. Giving you a script for an attachment wound, that's just wrong. Please follow your intuition. Your intuition is right when you said, um, I don't want to 
uh, I don't want to medicate to get through this time. Ding, 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 ding. Jenny, keep going with that. <laughs> what we do, I'm a, I'm a little bit, you know, impartial to this. I'm a little bit, um, we help people get off of their medications that they've been on for years, sometimes decades, simply by learning how to regulate their nervous system and heal their attachment. Your nervous system is in fight or flight. You're not, you're not mentally ill. You're dysregulated. Please let me re repeat that. You're not mentally ill. You're no, you don't have a disorder. You just have a dysregulated nervous system because of an attachment trauma. Your body, your mind are working just fine. There's nothing wrong with you. If you've gone through a really difficult time, it doesn't necessarily mean, it doesn't mean you have a mental illness that needs medication. It means you have an attachment wound, but the system that we're in which is drugs, therapy, medicalizing, pathologizing everything. It just wants to keep feeding you these pills. And let's try this. Text you next week. You know, you're still feeling the, the, the sensations in your body, and now you're dissociated from them even more. How's it working? No, I still feel sad. Well, let's try putting more. Let's keep putting you more on. Now we have polypharmacy. My gosh. I just, I'm, as soon as I read that, I'm like, I got to do a Facebook Live on this. I have to, I have, like... This is, this, is, this is a huge injustice in our medical system. Uh, and, the only way out, and the only way out is just to not rely on medical, uh, medical specialists unless it's an emergency situation. Medicine is great for emergencies. Gunshot wounds, don't see a homeopath. <laughs> you know, you have a, a car accident and your head is bleeding, stay away from the chiropractor in that moment. Go to the ER. But for chronic issues, digestive issues that are chronic, uh, autoimmune issues, uh, uh, anxiety disorders, stay away from medicine. It's not going to help you because then now they're just trying to keep you on the medications and you're on it for life. There's no finish line with it. They don't teach you how to heal yourself, right? <clears throat> Here's what you said that I love. You said, I want to encase myself in a cocoon of self-love, assertiveness and strength and emerge a strong woman capable of being loved in a way that's not dependent and in a way that doesn't make me shrink myself to appease the selfish nature of others. Yes, sister, you deserve that. I'm just letting you know. We all deserve that. Everybody who else is listening, who, who, who isn't Jenny, please take notes of what she just said. Please write this down. I want to encase myself in a cocoon of self-love, assertiveness, and strength and emerge a strong woman capable of being loved in a way that's not dependent and in a way that doesn't make me shrink myself to appease the selfish nature of others. Fuck, I love your language there. That's beautiful language. <clears throat> I want to be a cycle breaker. Well, guess what? You're in the right community. I want to be a cycle breaker for my kids and to be capable of taking care of their emotional needs properly through it as well. Tick, okay, I think, I, I think I'm getting it. You want to break the cycle. Make sure that your kids can see the best version of you. You want to emerge a stronger woman who doesn't shrink herself, doesn't appease herself for others, but knows her self-worth, okay? I want a lot, and I have a lot to do, work to do on myself. Yeah, so do most people. So you're, you're in good company, don't worry. You say, I really don't know where to start and feel overwhelmed with everything going on as well. Well, you should feel overwhelmed because right now your, your, your soul has left your body. 
uh, and especially if you're on medication, you can feel less. Right now, it's so painful to be there. The last thing you want to do is feel, so you're going to escape to your body. Now you're thinking past, future, past, future, guilt, blame, shame, resentment, guilt, resentment, guilt, resentment, shame. You're going back and forth If you, in case you haven't noticed. I've been through this before, so we help people through this. All of those feelings are totally normal. I want you to repeat to yourself, I'm supposed to feel overwhelmed. I'm supposed to feel guilt. I'm supposed to feel resentment. I'm supposed to feel shame. None of my feelings are incorrect. I welcome them all. That's the first step. And I, that in, a, in and of itself is scary. It takes a fuck ton of work to get there, right? I really don't know where to start. Well, I can help you with that um, and feel overwhelmed with everything. I feel like the videos are very relatable and make me search deeper, which is uncomfortable for all the good reasons. Welcome to discomfort. That's what this is about. You are in the right place. Okay, so what do you You've been listening to the Trigger Proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma it didn't start with you but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work See you at the next perfect time. Do. What do you do? You like my hat? Awesome. Cool dad. Yeah, I just got it today, so I want to show off. <clears throat> so what do you do? Jenny? Ah, this is tough because um, you, he's, with a, he, he's been cheating on you with a 19-year-old. Okay, so here's what happens. When we get into these long-term relationships and we're men, us guys, and women too, I'm just saying, he's now with a 19-year-old, you've had two of his kids, and now he's cheating on you with a, with a teenager. We have this thing called shiny, especially if he has his own wounds, and he's been uh, feeling abandonment, and this is what happens, this is the blind spot with many people who get married and have children. Um, we see this a lot, and now having a kid and going through that extreme, you know, I used to be the center of attention. And now I have this little version of me who takes up all of my wife's energy, time, uh, just mental capacity, right? Mental capacity. And so, so then if I didn't, if I don't in a relationship address my own attachment wounds with abandonment with mom, guess what's going to happen when the kids come? Boom. It's going to show up. Luckily, I've been doing the work and I know that that's happening. So when those feelings come up, when I'm not getting the same level of connection that I did after a child, which is normal, I'm able to not be at the effect of it. I'm able to talk about it. I'm able to share, right? And so what happens is after kids and life happens, 
now the love that was just between the two of you, the best friendship and the, all the attention is now dispersed between four of you, five of you, however many you have, right? And so if a man, if one partner, and we see this a lot with the men, what brings to mind one of my uh, clients have been working with, Denise, who, uh, similar situation, um, and she said, you know what, I just stopped paying attention to him. And he tried to reach out and call out, you know, and tried to talk, but I just didn't care. And so, boom, a wake-up call happened. So, uh, first thing I want to say to you about this is an affair is either a way out of the relationship or a way back in. You can choose. You can do both ways. It's either a way out. It's like, okay, a way out or a way back in. And it sounds to me like... You don't want out. Your first choice would be for both of you to, in an ideal world, for him to do his therapy, whatever that means. Go fix yourself so you can choose me, which is what most women do in your situation. Go do therapy. Go do counseling. Inside, secretly, what you're hoping for is that he'll come around, get over his shiny new object, shiny new object syndrome, stop talking to her, and you don't do any contact and, and kind of like force him into that situation so that he can protect you from your insecurities and your jealousies and that so you can feel safe again, right? And then so you'll put all these conditions. You might mother him. You might threaten him. You might go, you better, no contact. And then that, you know, ends up, you know, what's the impact of that? Well, he'll say no contact to appease you deep down that relationship is filling a need that's why he's doing that's why we have affairs is because our needs aren't getting met and somebody else is doing that and and so basically now he's got this fantasy basically that's what it is if he's with a 19 year old i don't know how old you are he's with a 19 year old um you know chances are he's kind of there's this a woman, there's this young woman brings out his youth and doesn't have kids and all this responsibility isn't mothering and now maybe looks up to him and maybe acknowledges him and makes him feel powerful and alive and brings up all these feelings that he didn't have before that intensity that we we need when we're teenagers right um what i'm getting is that he probably had a wound he probably had a wound when he was, this is kind of like the, uh, I'm tuning in right now and sometimes I get this intuitive hits when I'm working with people and then I'll ask, I'll be like, he probably had a wound late in his teens and he meets somebody who helps him, he's helping him complete that. And that's his story, his journey. Let's put him aside right now because normally what will happen is a lot of women in your situation will be like... You do the work. What are you? Are you talking to her? You said you wouldn't. Let me check your phone. And you're doing all of this behavior to try to protect you from your insecurities. But I know that that's not how you want to show up. You want it to be completely different. So what you're going to do is you're going to, this is what, if you were working with us, you are going to just stop putting any expectations on him and and basically say, look, instead of, looking to appease, looking for your approval. I just need some space from this relationship. I need a pause. And you got to work yourself doing the inner work to the point where you are willing to walk away. 
if you're not getting what you want. This is your only way to a secure relationship is if you're willing to get yourself to a point where you're willing to walk away if you're not getting it. Look, here's the attitude that, that I'm going to encourage you. Listen, I understand you're getting your needs met. That's what's happening, okay? Here's what I'm looking for, and if that's what you want, that's what you want. I'm not going to get in your way. I just know what I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my own healing work, and I'm going to create my own relationship, whether you're there or not. It, I'd rather it be you, but I'm not attached to it being you. And that's very difficult, but that's your work to get to because this is how, this is your only way out with your head held high based on the outcomes that you wanted. So you must get to a place where your healing has nothing to do with him. In fact, I want you to pretend like he does not exist. And here's the other part I want you to do. This is what we do with our clients because I work with people in this crisis. This is what my specialty is. I've gone through it before and we help our clients through this. And what I do is a little secret strategy as I, I tell them. I say, pretend he doesn't exist. However way he's treating you is a reflection how you've been treating you. He's been cheating on you you've been cheating on you and i'm not this is not about blaming you this is not about making you at fault this is not your fault i want to just start off by saying this is not your fault even though you probably have a lot of guilt and shame how he's treating you will be a reflection of how you're treating you which means you're going to make yourself the priority you are not going to uh, you are not going to uh, rely on anyone else's approval, what they're doing. What they're, in, in, in fact, one of our clients in our Intimacy Accelerator program asked me this question. He cheated on me, and I'm trying to say, where is he? And I'm trying to – and I, I basically – she realized, you know, I, I asked her this question. I said, if this was your daughter going through this exact thing, what would you tell her? And then she was like, oh, shit, I would tell him – I would say to her, fuck what he's doing. You just focus entirely on you and, and focus on your outcome and 100% and, and dive all in. And that's what it hit her. And she's like, she stopped worrying and checking in on him. Is he with her? Are you not? Because they split up for a while. Are you with her? Are you not? And so she just said, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm going all in with me. Within six weeks, he moved, they moved back in together and, and the relationship completely transformed because of that. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying this is the same for everybody. I'm just saying this is what happens when you make yourself the priority and not try to control him so that you could protect yourself from your wounds. And here's the, the next thing you do. You just go all in with healing your attachment traumas. You just said it in your, in your, uh, post. You said it actually very eloquently. You said it's bringing up all this abandonment stuff. My question to you is this. This is where your work is. Ask yourself this question. Just like when? It's bringing up my abandonment wounds. Just like when? Oh, when my dad left my mom. I was six years old. And I don't know your story, Jenny. So I'm just, this is what, I've, what we hear from our cons. My dad left my mom when he was six. He cheated. It was horrible. It was, it was traumatic. And we, I felt abandoned. Boom. There's a six-year-old little girl to rescue. Oh, what else? When I was 13, I got dumped by this kid in school. And I, ah, there's a 13-year-old. So you've been accumulating. We have. I don't mean you. I mean, we have been accumulating attachment traumas and wounds since we were children. 
This is not the beginning and your work, and it is overwhelming. You go to therapy. Look, this is what, what, what I'm saying is this work is much deeper than just talk therapy and medication. Your work is to heal the attachment traumas that's stored in your body. All this flood of emotions that's coming up, it's not a disorder. They are your attachment traumas, your younger selves, your shadow popping up and saying, love me. Go all in with me. Make me the priority. Stop cheating on me. Stop pleasing others. Stop abandoning me for the sake of a pleasing others and make me the priority. And that's when we develop a secure attachment within ourselves. And then the outside world will match. Whether he steps up to the plate and joins you there or he falls away and you call in somebody to meet you at that level, that's how you get the outcome that you're looking for. That's exactly it. So there's two places to go to actually next week, um, actually this week, Wednesday evening, if you're ready to learn, there's two places. Where do you begin? Two places. I'm going to leave a link here. I have my monthly recreating relationships workshop coming up on Wednesday night or that's Thursday morning in the uh, in Australia so it's Wednesday evening from 4:30 to 6:30 it's a 2 hour workshop these are only like 40 bucks a month in Australian dollars it's super and you get to be part of the, it's called the uh, the tribe the heal thyself tribe they have me as a special guest so i have this little workshop that i do that i do every month so some people just kind of participate at that level. That's a place to just get your feet wet. Where we have a group call, we have all our videos on. So it's it's intimacy. We practice intimacy. I do Q and A, and we start to develop these concepts of healing our attachment wounds. The the, the conversation is the medicine. So it's a two hour workshop, and on Saturday your next step is the breathwork and badassery. Where do you begin? Where do I begin? This is actually the real place to begin. In the Heal Thyself tribe, the, the, the workshop on Wednesday, we don't actually get into the work. We don't actually get into the healing work. We talk about it. We discuss it. I do some Q&As. But the real work begins when you show up at Breathwork, at the Overview Experience, or you go, look, Nima, guide me. I need your help. I need some one-on-one -on -one help. And then you apply, and then you jump in. Uh, essentially so where do you begin click on those links in the bottom join us Wednesday and ask questions and start to open up the next three to six months by the way healing your attachment wounds takes a lot longer than three to six months it takes for the rest of your life you don't want to find the solution you want to learn the process so we teach you the process to healing your attachment wounds and on and on saturday we have breathwork and badassery which i begin with an inner child meditation so if you haven't done it in a community everybody says oh i've done inner child it's different than showing up in a community having me facilitate and guide using the music doing a little bit of training showing up in a container where you yourself you want to encase yourself in self-love show up on these group calls, show up on these events, and I teach you how to love yourself. I didn't love myself before I did this work. And my relationships were showing up as codependent, narcissistic cycles. And being a dad, having a husband, have, excuse me, having a wife, having, that's my wife, I'm the husband, I'm the cool dad, right? 
<laughs> um, none of that was possible for me until I learned how to heal my attachment wounds. And by learning how to, to heal my attachment wounds, please understand, no therapist can do that for you. They can guide you into it, but it's you that does the work. So the work that we do here is I teach you how to heal those attachment wounds because it's an ongoing work. Every trigger becomes a window to going in and healing your younger parts of yourself. And that has been the product of my inner child work. I now have an outer child who kind of looks like me. Is this fun? And he likes to be on camera. He, um, yeah. And so the best part about it is when you do this work, um, not only do you start to heal and love yourself, even the, you know, I've never felt so safe in my skin, so confident in who I am, being able to look in a mirror and say, I love you. I love my own company. I love that. And the, the entire world around me is now reflective of that. This guy looks at me with love. You know, my wife looks at me with love when she, you know, the times where she can stand me. Um, and uh, I feel connected to my heart. And it's all on the other side of healing the attachment traumas, not just from a talkative standpoint, but from a um, from a body-based, somatic base. What we do is we go way deeper. All of our clients say, we've done therapy for years. It was just talk therapy. It's been helpful. I learned a lot. But to heal at a body-based level, it, it, you have to show up at, to Breathwork and Badassery and do the work with us. So the links are there. Join us Wednesday and saturday if you're new and you want to join the conversation this is what it's all about so we'll see you at the next oh there was another question with prakash he asked about um where was it he was asking about um every time he starts doing some work he then meets this resistance because it's not perfect so what do i do with that well here's what you do you realize that this journey healing anything it's going to be ups and downs like you're not going to get it right in fact here's your answer is you got to be willing to show up and screw it up be willing to do it not perfectly be willing to screw up be willing to fuck it up um, it's not about perfection it's about progress so it's like this type of work is like playing an instrument is like learning to play a musical instrument you're definitely not going to get it right right away it's like parenting i'm not going to get this right right away i'm not going to get it right perfectly every single time but i'm willing to suck at it because it's something that is that important to me so your answer prakash is to just be willing to suck be willing to get it wrong because when you're learning how to play an instrument you're going to have to suck so it takes a while for you for us to get good at relationships because we have developmental traumas that we um, are living with that are stuck in our bodies so it's not going anywhere tomorrow so show up and do the work and be willing to commit to the process and be willing to suck at it and show up and make sure you have a guide make sure you have skin in the game you know make sure you have skin in the game otherwise if you're not investing then you're not really serious about it if you're not investing your time effort resources then it's not actually a high priority for you get some skin in the game find a guide have accountability and be willing to get it wrong this is our favorite game We're signing off
Bath time. See you at the next perfect time.